ان الحمد لله وقبل ان استكمل المقدمه مقدمه الخطبه ارجو دائما حينما نقول الحمد لله الا نكون كاذبين بمعنى ان نقول الحمد لله ونحن فعلا نؤمن ان الحمد لله وان الفضل لله وان الخير كله من الله الخير ملء يديك والشر ليس اليك كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم فالحمد لله حقا وصدقا الحمد لله على نعمة الستر وعلى نعمة العافية وعلى نعمة الأولاد الطيبين الصالحين وعلى نعمة الإسلام وكفى بها نعمة وعلى نعمة الإيمان والتصديق والحضور للجماعات والجمع وعلى نعمة الأخوة الطيبة والصحبة الصالحة وعلى كل ما أنعم الله به علينا من أمور نعلمها ومن أمور لا نعلمها وما أكثر ما نعلم ما لا نعلم فالحمد لله دائما وأبدا والحمد لله سرا وجهرا والحمد لله ليلا ونهارا والحمد لله على كل حال ونعوذ بالله من حال أهل النار وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ولي الصالحين وغياث المستغيثين ومجيب دعوة المضطرين وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الصادق الوعد الأمين صل اللهم وسلم وبارك على هذا النبي الأمي الذي علم المتعلمين وبعث الحياة في قلوب الآيسين وأخرج الناس من ظلمات الشرك والجهل إلى نور رب العالمين فجزه اللهم عنا خير ما جزيت نبيا عن أمته ورسولا عن دعوته واحشرنا يا رب في زمرته وأوردنا حوضه واسقنا بيده شربة ماء لا نظمأ بعدها أبدا إنك ولي ذلك والقادر عليه Praise be to Allah And as I just said When we say Alhamdulillah When we claim that we really praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For all the blessings that he has blessed us with We have to be sincere We have to make sure that we are honest We are not lying You could be mentioning Allah with dhikr While you are still not telling the truth when you say Alhamdulillah, but you don't feel it deep in your, in your heart. When you say praise be to Allah and you don't really believe in it, and you don't have your heart like moving very strong, like with, with your tongue telling, yes, everything Allah has given me is a great blessing that I do not entitle or deserve. Praise be to Allah. We all bear witness that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the last messenger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, and whoever bears the piety to Allah, Allah will remove for him his misdeeds and make for him great his rewards. And whoever bears the piety to Allah, Allah will make for him a way out. And when we say this, it means a way out of, out of everything, of every calamity, of every problem of every even sin or misdeeds, everything you, you think or feel that it is a trouble, it is a problem, it is something problematic in your life that you don't find a way out of it, even like studying. Al-Imam al-Mutaymiyyat was narrated that he, when he would struggle in tafsir some ayat, he would head to any masjid that people stopped going to anymore, like they moved away from that city or away from that mosque, and he would go there and keep praying. And then he would say, Ya Mu'allim Ibrahim, Allimni. 
Oh, you who taught Ibrahim when he was just a child and made him like a prophet since he was like seven years old. Ya Mu'allim Ibrahim, teach me. Make me understand what is hard for me to understand. So, and this is actually like يعني, the introduction or part of the khutbah. Al-khutbah al-yawm bi'unwan, limadha al-a'mal? What is the importance of a'mal saliha, of the good deeds, of nawafil, of qiyam, of siyam, of dhikr? We all know and believe, in takfuru fa'inna allaha ghaniyun ankum. ولكن في نفس الوقت ولا يرضى لعباده الكفر فإن تكفروا if you disbelieve in God he has no need in any one of you so we know and understand that whatever we do in of ibadah it's all for our benefit so the question is the title of today's khutbah لماذا الأعمال why why do we have to pray qiyam inshallah as I said we are now starting or from last Jum'ah we started the uh, a new series of khutbahs with the title of Rabi' al-Mu'min, the spring of a believer. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-shita'u Rabi' al-Mu'min, tala layluhu faqamah, wa qasura naharuhu fasamah. Wal-haqiqa anna yawm ma'ams, a'taqad yawm al-hadi wal-ishreen min December, هو aqsar yawm wa atwal layl, fi al-aami kulli, fabad'an min al-layla al-asabiqah, النهار في ازدياد والليل في نقصان فكأن يعني مضمار السباق قارب أن ينتهي وقريبا ستجد النهار طويلا والليل قصيرا والصيام مرهقا والقيام صعبا فهذا يعني إحنا بدأنا العد التنازلي لهذا الموسم العظيم موسم الغنيمة الباردة ربيع المؤمن الشتاء فاليوم نجيب أو يعني نقول تذكرة تعلمونها جميعا لماذا الأعمال why do we have to pray? I'm not even talking about the five prayers. Of course, they are obligation. If I asked any child, why do you pray the five prayers every day? Because I have to, I must. There is no option here. But why do we pray voluntarily other prayers and fast nafila and do dhikr and qiyam wa qur'an wa a'mal salihah? لماذا نحتاج إلى الأعمال الصالحه ما العائد الذي يعود علينا في الدنيا وفي الدين؟ في الحياة وفي الموت وفي الآخرة ما العائد؟ تعلمون العائد لكن دعونا نتذكر هذا الأمر سويا اليوم يقول الله عز وجل في سورة آل عمران كل نفس ذائقة الموت وإنما توفون أجوركم يوم القيامة فمن زحزح عن النار وأدخل الجنة فقد فاز وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Imran, Every soul will taste death. And you will only receive your full reward on the day of judgment. And whoever is spared from fire or from hellfire and is admitted into paradise, will indeed, he is indeed the successful or the winner. Whereas the life of this world is no more than an enjoyment of deception. Enjoyment of deception. سأقف بعض الوقفات مع هذه الآية. يقول الله عز وجل كل نفس ذائقة. الذوق حينما تتذوق شيئا فأنت لا تلتهمه. أنت لا تأكله. 
ولكن فقط تتذوقه وكأن الموت على شدته هو أمر يسير لماذا؟ تعلمون في قصة يوسف عليه السلام حينما دخل على النسوة ماذا فعلنا حينما رأينا جماله قطعنا أيديهن بالسكاكين وقلنا حاشا لله فيقول أحد العلماء هنا لم يشعرن هؤلاء النسوة بألم قطع اليد وبالدم السائل على أيديهن من جمال ما يرونه من يوسف عليه السلام وهذا حال المؤمن عند الموت حينما يرى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال في الحديث الصحيح لن تموت نفسا تفارق نفس الدنيا قبل أن ترى مقعدها من الجنة أو مقعدها من النار والعياذ بالله فمما يرى الإنسان من جمال الجنة ونعيم الجنة وما ينتظره بعد لحظات من مفارقته للدنيا هذا الجمال يجعل الموت يسيرا وسهلا فنرى فيه شدة لأننا لازلنا في الحياة الدنيا نرى عليه شدة السكرات بينما هو لا يشعر بها وبينما هو يراها وكأنها يعني أعاني ما أعاني في سبيل الذهاب إلى هناك يعني كما قال سيدنا أحد الصحابة لا أذكر اسمه كما قال والله إنها لحياة قصيرة أبيني وبين أن أدخل الجنة أن أكل هذه التمرات فألقاها ثم قال والله إنها لحياة يسيرة أو قصيرة فكل نفس ذائقة موت Every soul shall or will taste death And the word taste doesn't mean that you're eating death You're not like having all the pain of death into your soul or into your body. Just a kind of taste that makes you deserve what is happening or what is going to be given to you right after death. وَإِنَّمَا تُوَفَّوْنَ أُجُورَكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ الفعل زحزح فعل رباعي زحزح وعلماء اللغة يقولون كل فعل رباعي من حرفين حرفان يتكرران زحزح كبكب دمدم كل فعل زلزل كل فعل رباعي يتكون من حرفين يفيد الاضطراب يفيد الاضطراب فمن زحزح معناه أن هذا العبد المذكور في الآية وأنه من الفائزين كأنه واقف على شفير جهنم ويكاد أن يقع فيها اسمع فجاءته بعض الأعمال فزحزحته عن النار يعني ركعتان في, في, في ظلمات الليل يمكن بدون خشوع وبدون حتى قراءة طويلة للقرآن ولكن هي كانت النجاة فيها فأتت الركعتان فزحزحته كأن ركعتان كانت تصارعان النار النار تتلقف الإنسان لتأكله والعبادة تزحزح الإنسان عن النار وهنا تأتي لما الإجابة لماذا الأعمال لأن الأعمال هي ما يزحزحنا يزح... انظر إلى الفعل أنت تشعر بالجهد وأنت تقول زحزحة الحاء تأتي من أقص من الحلق و... والفعل يتكرر فيه حاءان يعني في مجهود هذا المجهود لا تفعل... تفعله أنت في القراءة في تلاوة القرآن لكن هذا الجهد يوم القيامة ليس أنت من تفعله ولكن أعمالك أعمالك هي ما تأتي يوم القيامة فتزحزح عن النار وإذا ألقوا فيها إذا ألقي في النار عباد مذنبون ولكنهم أصحاب وضوء وصلاة لم تقترب النار من مواضع الطهارة ومن مواضع السجود فالأعمال منجيات الله سبحانه وتعالى ساز 
فمن زحزح عن النار and whoever is spared from the hellfire or pushed away from hellfire and the word زحزح in Arabic it gives the meaning of uh, turbulence of disturbance of so much effort that someone is doing here to push you away who is that one who is pushing you away from the hellfire inshallah not us it is your deeds only your deeds it is the the only person who can help you on that day it will come and even there is many other hadith and maybe we'll talk we will talk about them inshallah later that your deeds will come in the form or a shape of a person and for two people one of them he will see a very strong man with a very beautiful face and on the day of judgment where everyone doesn't recognize the other and once you even recognize your parents or your wife or your kids everyone will say nafsi nafsi i only care about myself i don't don't talk to me it's a big deal today i have no time to listen to anyone i just want to survive this horrible day this very difficult day until you see that man coming to you a very strong man the prophet sallallahu said with a very beautiful face and he is telling you do you need help and then you would tell him who are you your face looks very very beautiful this face doesn't bring to me anything but happiness and khair and feeling like now i feel kind of uh, being rest assured then this person would tell you ana amaluk ana amaluk as-salih tadhkur kayf kunta tusalli fi layl kam yawman sumta kharij ramadan kam qur'anan qara'ta fi al-yawm wa al-layla tadhkur hadhihi al-a'mal ana 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 hum ana ha'ula'i al-a'mal ana amaluk wa ana as'aluk al-an wa as'al nafsi wallahi ma amaluk was'al nafsak bisidq وانا اسال نفسي وبصدق ما عملي ماذا قدمت so we are saying that this man is your deeds he's as strong as your deeds as how they were in your life so what are your deeds how would your man your person your your يعني superhero that would come to you on the day of judgment how would he look and the other man that like in the hadith said that another person would see a very weak man with a very terrible look on his face very weak he doesn't even like he barely can walk then he would come to you and you would say what is wrong with you why are you approaching me now i don't have time for you then he would say ana amaluk ana a'malak ana lastu ayy shay illa ant anta fi dunya ruh wa jasad anta fi dunya ruh wa jasad روحك ركبت في جسد جديد يوم القيامه وجسدك القديم ركب فيه فانا الان عملك الذي كنت تستخدم فيه جسدك في الدنيا i am your deeds that you have used your body in the worldly life in the past life it's me coming to you now وانا الان اسالك فعلا بصدق واسال نفسي كيف تظن عملك او كيف تظن انه كيف تظن شكله كيف تراه ما حال ليلك ما حال نهارك ما حال عيناك كيف حال لسانك how would your man or your like that person the helper how would he look like you want to know the answer ask yourself how are my nights 
What do I do over the night? Chatting, watching Instagram videos, YouTube, Facebook, from this app to that app to that app until I fall asleep and miss Fajr prayer? A'udhu billah. Wallahi nas'Allah naja'li kullina, kulluna muzdibun, wa kulluna waqi'un fi hadha al-amr. How are your nights? How do they look like? How are your days? You just go for work and run and here and there and then, then what? Until when? Yes, this is something that we will be rewarded for, like providing for our families and like being with amana and itqan in going to work and doing our whatever we're doing every day. But yet, how are your days? How are your eyes? Like how, how, what do you use your eyes for? What do you use your tongue for? What Every deed, every dhikr, every Qur'an, every prayer, every khushu'ah, every ikhlas, every sincerity, everything you are doing in this life, and every sin, and every misdeed, and every zulm, oppression, and every backbite, and every type of deed, good or bad, will all be reformed on the Day of Judgment in the form of a person. And that person will be your helper. This is the only help you would get on the Day of Judgment. And then he will continue walking with you. And you, when you come, when you would come and stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you, he is going to ask and question you, which is the very hard and very, like, nothing is harder or tougher or worse than this time. And even the Prophet ﷺ, when he was asked, like, Sayyidah Aisha asked him, where could I find you on the Day of Judgment? He told her I would be between, like, Al-Mizan or Sirat. He's trying to يعني, do shafa'a for every Muslim as much as he can. So this time, at the time of Mizan, the time of when your um, deeds are going to be weighed on the scale, this is the horrible time. And this is when only for you will be allowed or permitted to speak out and say the defense for everything you've done. And at that very moment, this man will come up and say, the Quran would say, Ya Rabbi, I prevented him from sleeping at night. He was always reciting me. This is your Quran. And only you can know how your Quran looks like. It's not how much you memorize from Quran. Those are not the people of Quran. It's not about how much you memorize it. It's about how much you use the Quran in your life. How much you pray reciting Quran. And then your siyam will come up in a form of a person and will say, Ya Rabbi, and I prevented him from eating and drinking during the day, then you are not going to say one word. And then Allah would accept their shafa'ah and tell you to go to Jannah. 
Those are the successful, the winners. Those who are zuhziha, as I said, يعني pushed away. And who is going to push you away? Who has the strength to push you away from falling into hellfire? And you know hellfire, it has its own gravity. The Prophet ﷺ said that it will be pulled by 70,000 angels to the, the, the land of judgment. And then it has kalalib, it has like some kind of hands or like jaws or whatever, something that, uh, claws I mean, in, her, in, in the body of the hellfire, and it keeps at getting people from the land of judgment. So who has the strength to stop you and zahzah you, to push you away from hellfire? Your deeds. And again, look at your day, look at your night, look at your words, look at you, at your silence. Watch yourself. How are you spending your time? How much you do Quran? This is a very basic reminder that we all know, but we need to keep saying it over and over again. Oh, this is a very good comment here. When someone is saved from hellfire, there is no space for us on that day except for two. Anar and Jannah. That's it. So once you are protected, even you are almost at the edge of the hellfire, and once you are pushed away from that edge, there is no space for you except Jannah. خلاص, done, over. فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ أَنْ بِنْ أَدْمِرِتْ تُجَنَّةِ فَقَدْ فَازْ That's it. هذا هو الفوز. وذلك الفوز العظيم. وذلك الفوز المبين. وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ this life is just a deception. Every enjoyment is an is enjoyment of deception. It's nothing. It's, it, worth, it is worth nothing. It is literally nothing. Every sadness, every happiness, every good feeling, every bad feeling, every calamity, everything you are given, whatever you take or get in this life, it is all nothing. Number one, it will end soon. Happiness will end soon. You got a job, you'll leave it soon. You have money, you're going to spend it soon. You have your family around you, you'll be like living apart for any reason also soon. And soon this is like 10, 20, 30 years is soon. It's nothing. 30 years is nothing compared to the, the length of this whole life. فَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعَ الْغُرُورِ نَسَوَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى الْمَغْفِرَةُ وَالتَّوْبَةُ وَالْعَوْنَ عَلَى الْعَمِلِ الصَّالِحُ وَعُودُ إِلَى رَبِّكُمْ مُسْتَغْفِرُونَ الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين وارض اللهم عنا معهم أجمعين اللهم أمين وبعد. So today's khutbah has the title of لماذا الأعمال? Why do we have why the, do, do we have to perform prayers and do any kind of deeds? This ayah that I recited from Surah Al-Imran يعني gave a condensed and complete answer. And the Prophet ﷺ also said another hadith that I will close the khutbah with. Qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Badiru bil-a'mal fitanan ka qita'i al-layli al-mudlim Arif yani imu badara? Badiru da'imna fi lughal arabiyya Lama yikun fi alif badara badara qatala qatala wa hakadha hadha yufid 
طرفان يفيد وجود أكثر من شخص في هذا الفعل فبادروا بالأعمال فتنا من الطرف الآخر الذي يسارع إليك الفتن فأنت تسابق الفتنة فإما تأكلك وإما تنجو منها فهذه المبادرة الفيصل فيها هي الأعمال الفيصل فيها هي الأعمال بادروا بالأعمال فتنا اسمع الحديث كقطع الليل المظلم كأنك تمشي في الطريق ثم قطعة من السواد تقذف على نفسك وعلى قلبك وعلى روحك وعلى مشاعرك وعلى عينك فلا تبصر ولا تسمع ولا تشعر وتفقد الخشوع وتفقد الإحساس بكل خير فما الذي حدث هنا؟ أن الفتنة حينما أتت إليك لم تكن محصنا بالأعمال فبادرتك الفتنة فبادرها أنت كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said Hasten or be prompt in doing good deeds before you are overtaken Before you are overtaken So it is And the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم even gave the example Or the resemblance of this Very big fitna That he called it It looks This fitna looks like Part of the dark night Darkness is thrown at you. This is the type of fitna, every type of fitna. It is something that comes or enters your heart and brings all the darkness in it into your heart and you are supposed to survive. And there is no such a way for surviving except by deeds. The Prophet said, بَادِرُوا بِالْأَعْمَالِ Hasten by good deeds. So it's like a race. I see life like that. Everyone is standing next to each other And we are all running, running very fast, chasing dunya, chasing even good things in dunya. I'm not saying the, everything is, very, is bad. We are just running, 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 and looking at each other left and right, and we are fighting sometimes, we're being good together sometimes, but keep running, running, and chasing many things until suddenly we hit the wall, and then we fall in our graves. And suddenly we look back, that's it. This is the end. Yes, it is the end. When? Anytime. Today, tomorrow, one after a year, after 10 years, what is going to happen? فَبَادِرُوا بِالْأَعْمَالِ بَادِرُوا بِالْأَعْمَالِ بَادِرُوا بِالْأَعْمَالِ عايز تنجو من الفتنة اسمع الحديث وآخر مرة إن شاء الله يعني آخر ما في الخطبة هي هذا القول بَادِرُوا بِالْأَعْمَالِ فِتَن تريد أن تنجو من الفتنة استقبل الفتنة بعبادة طب متى تأتي الفتنة؟ لا أدري فأنا أجلس محصنا أجلس متعبدا أقدم القيامة والصيامة والقرآن والذكر والخير والنصح والعمل الصالح والأمر بالمعروف وعون الناس وتبسم في وجوههم كل الأعمال أظل أقدم وأقدم حتى إذا ما أتت الفتنة كان بيني وبينها بونا كبيرا أما إذا لم تحصن نفسك بالأعمال؟ فالفتن أقرب ما تكون من قلبك ولهذا قال صلى الله عليه وسلم في بقية الحديث يصمح الرجل مؤمنا ويمسي كافرا يصحى الصبح مؤمن وعلى بالليل يكون فقد إيمانه ويمسي مؤمنا يدخل فراشه مؤمنا ويصبح وقد فقد إيمانه ما الذي حدث؟ هذا رجل غير محصن بالأعمال فإجابة السؤال Why do we have to care for doing قيام Siyam and all types of good deeds Because this is the only protection The only thing that can prevent us from falling into fitna So when the fitna The Prophet ﷺ gave the example of Like pieces of dark nights Being thrown into your heart 
the only way of being protected is by being muhassan, being surrounded by good deeds. So once the fitna comes close to you, it has no approach to your heart. Nasallah ta'ala as-salama. Inna fil jum'ati sa'a la yuwafiquhu abdul mu'min yas'alu allaha khayran min amri dunya wal akhirah illa a'tahu allahu iya fa'asaha takunu hadhi sa'a. Allahumma aghfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir anna sayyatina wa tawafana ma'al abrar. Rabbana wa atina ma wa'attana ala rusulik wa la tukhzina yawmal qiyamah. إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم نجنا من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا إلى النار مصيرنا يا الله نجنا من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن واحفظ أولادنا من فتنة السوء ومن صحبة السوء ومن ساعة السوء ومن مكان السوء ومن عمل السوء ومن قول السوء واجعلنا يا رب نعبدك كأننا نراك وارزقنا يا رب تقواك واجعل خير عمرنا آخرة وخير عملنا خواتمة وخير أيامنا يوم أن نلقاك واغفر لنا ولوالدينا وللمؤمنين يوم يقوم الحساب وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد وأقم الصلاة